You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. This News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's time to win cash. Get your KPEL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 311. That's 311. Win cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial wants you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Visit Mendoza. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll on Hump Day. Beautiful day. Hope you're having a great day, folks. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline if you'd like to be part of the program. Well, we've been uh, genderized, and that's all we hear now. I mean, I just can't believe how this is being ratcheted up. It's uh, so pitiful, so sinful, and yet we're in a dogfight for our culture. Uh, I have, it's an honor to have Mr. Jay Richards on, who's Dr. Richards. He's the director of the DeVos Center for Life and uh, at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Dr. Richards, how you doing, sir? Just fine. Great to be with you. Man, it is an honor to have you on here for a couple segments today. Uh, give a little background on what you do. Absolutely. So I'm a senior fellow and director of a center at the Heritage Foundation, which focuses on basically all the third rail issues, so life, marriage, religious liberty, and gender ideology, which is, as you mentioned at the top, um, our culture is being genderized, which I actually really like that phrase you use because yeah. it's sort of like tenderized, like we're <laughs> meat tenderized, right? And our culture is it's being dissolved by this ideology because it really is, if you, you understand what's going on, it's a strike at the foundation of civilization. If the male-female relationship, that complementary relationship that gives rise to children and families, if that's the cell of society, then if you can kill the cell, you can kill society. That's why everybody has a stake in this debate over gender. Yeah, I, my, my, biggest, uh, my biggest shock is how many people have bought into this, number one. And number two, how many people are not fighting this, including my friends in the churches. I'm, I'm, so, I'm just so mm-hmm. upset about it and disappointed. And uh, and then number three is I, I like the term uh, genderized because I just ate some steaks for Easter Sunday. <laughs> and I, was, I was beating them and tenderizing them, brother, and I'm going. That's kind of like what we get. We're getting beat into submission 
and something that's so pre- easy to prove is outright wrong. And uh, and I'll take it this far, uh, Doctor Richards. Yeah. Is, uh, we were we were a Christian nation. I believe that with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I think we, we we've been in post Christian. I'm afraid we turn into anti-Christian because if you really look what the left's doing, everything is I hate Jesus, and this is where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it, and, I, and I'm not trying to get you into the, the spiritual battle, but really you can't fight this without a spiritual battle because, I mean, you can't tell what a man is and a, and a, and a, and a woman is. We, we don't know when life starts now, which was always conception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have changed in a culture, but it's so dangerous to watch this happen. No, it really is. And as you said, I mean, I really do think this is this is an attack on both reason and revelation. I mean, uh, you know, Paul in Romans 1, since you brought up the spiritual angle, I'll just, I'll, I'll walk right through that. I have and no Paul problem says, with that. You know, from, from the foundation of the world, God's invisible qualities and his eternal power and divine nature being clearly seen from the things that have been made. So in other words, the natural world itself testifies to natural realities, to natural law. So you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to believe the Bible to know that there are males and females. Every culture and every time and place has known that just from basic observation. That's what is under attack right now. So what's funny is that the, I'd say the kind of coalition of people that's now rising up to fight this, as you said, a lot of Christians, a lot of people in church are kind of slow, but I can tell you, I'm working alongside atheist evolutionary biologists to say, look, biological sex is a real thing. We don't impose that. And that's, that's how big this is. This is how significant yeah. it is that it strikes at the kind of most basic deliverances of reason and the most basic deliverances of revelation. In the beginning, you know, God creates human beings, male and female. Both those things are under attack. Yeah, I tell people all the time, you really can't argue with me. And this is what I mean by this. I got God on my side. So you just said atheist. So you don't believe in God. Okay, I got the science and the, bio- the biological science on my side. What else is there to talk yep. about? This is what, <laughs> and instead of them just saying, hey, this is what we want to do. And I tell people, if you want to do this and you get to be 18 plus and you want to go run off with this ideology, uh, ideology, that's fine. But don't come tell my kids. Don't get to the schools. And really the goal and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, is to get to the kids. Mm-hmm. Just like they have with climate change. Let's get to the kids. Let's mm-hmm. convince them this is okay. And that's the problem that I have with this. I got a lot of problems with it, but that's the big problem. Yeah. We're going to now go to that's- the kids and convince them this is okay. That's right. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the problems are legion, but the, the worst of the worst is indoctrinating children. So, you know, if the, I don't know if you've seen the gender-bred person diagram or the gender unicorn. This is designed, it's like a catechism for kindergartners to teach them the categories of gender ideology rather than thinking of themselves and their peers as boys and girls. No, they're, you can be a boy, you can be a girl, you can be neither or some, both, somewhere in between. And your sex isn't what matters. In fact, all there is is this thing called sex assigned to birth. What really matters is your internal sense of gender, this thing called a gender identity, which is an invention of gender ideology. And they're absolutely uh, intending to teach this to kids. This is why they spend so much time on curricula. This is why we have to have drag queen story hour. It's to break down kids' categories and to sexualize them. And so that's what sort of surprises me, especially about people that are otherwise socially conservative and, and religious, that they're kind of slow to realize 
what an existential threat this is. And I'm honestly, it's the kind of silver lining of the fact that the gender ideologues have gone after kids, that parents are waking up. And it may be if we, I honestly think we'll push them back. I think we'll beat them when it comes to the, the, the gender surgery for kids. Uh, and then in a few years, I hope that on the other side, they think, you know, I think we went too far when we came between parents and their children, because that's exactly what's happening. And it ends up, this is the thing that I think has finally provoked large numbers of people to say, okay, this is really bad stuff. By the way, if, if people who like to drink cold beer can wake up, <laughs> I would think the church could wake up. Don't you believe? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, you know, yeah, all you need to do is believe your eyes, believe basic biology, observe and affirm what every culture and every time and place, despite the variation and diversity, has recognized, which is that they're human beings, we're male and female. Um, we're like other sort of other animals, right? And, and yeah. um, that is, one of each is required in order to reproduce after our kind. That's really important. And we need to recognize we're all humans created equal. But we also have this fundamental difference. And any just uh, government and state is going to recognize those in a difference. But, but you can, and by the way, we're speaking to Dr. Jay Richards. He's with the Heritage Foundation. Uh, the genderfication, like I call it, of, of America. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, you know, we got a in, in Louisiana, of course, we, we elect all these Republicans, but if we have a governor that's Democrat that backed in twice, and it's a whole other story, and I'm not going to go there how Republicans fumbled that for him to walk in twice, but he actually vetoed a bill that was going to protect young women from boys mm-hmm. playing ball, and I'm going to say going to the bathrooms with girls. He vetoed mm-hmm. it. Now, the legislature on the second trial, they had two veto sessions. They finally overrode him, and he, he backed down, but he, was, he wants boys... In girls' bathrooms and boys in girls, this and this is nuts, and everybody knows it. Now, all the Democrats or the white Democrats, especially, are all leaving to go to the Republican Party because of this man. And and it's so frustrating yeah. when somebody gets in that power and you try to tell. Our, I try to tell our people here, look at what you're voting for. These people make a difference in the wrong way. And I watched him do this. So you know, LSU just won the national championship in girls' basketball. We're very proud, Kimbalkin group. And I keep thinking. Well, maybe he wanted to dominate college basketball to let the boys, instead of them transfer a portal to another school, just go to the girls' basketball team and we can win every one. And I'm laughing no, about yeah. it, but it's sad. It is really sad. And what's weird is, if, you know, we've looked at polls and people like actual Democrat voters are more or less agree that this is crazy stuff. But the Democratic Party and the leaders are entirely in, in the thrall, in controlled by by these gender ideologues, by these particular activists. I mean, I don't think Joe Biden had spent 10 seconds thinking about this, and yet one of his first acts as president of the United States was to say they're going to have a gender support plan in which every federal agency has to have a plan to inject gender ideology into their operations, and that's what they're doing. No one would have guessed 10 years ago that this Joe Biden would be president and this would be one of his top priorities. But here we are. Yeah, it's uh, God knows I could I could ask you a thousand questions on this thing. It's 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 almost to the point of being ridiculous. But we, let me ask you a question. I, I've said this many times and, I, and I'm going to use somebody's name, but I, I, I would apologize to if she gets offended. But Kim Mulkey's a basketball coach at LSU. OK, and she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's done a wonderful job. They won a national championship. And I'm using her as an example of people like her. I think women in general, and it's not just sports. I'm talking about in life. Don't you think young ladies and women need to start standing up and said enough's enough. We put up, we've put up with this long enough. 
and it's really going to start affecting, it's going to affect us all. But even these young yep. ladies, they work so hard to get the, the glory that they have now, with Title IX and all that. Don't yeah. you think they ought, to the one, they ought to be the ones speaking out against this and really speaking out in groups saying enough is enough? Because they're getting ready to ruin sports for young women in high school and college. Absolutely devastating. It, that's right, and I totally agree. I mean, the reality is that if you have a male competing in women's sports just simply on the basis of him claiming to identify as a female, look, if all the women uh, in that league and on that team just simply refuse yep. to play, that would shut it down immediately. But what's happened so far is this thing has gone so far because of this campaign of intimidation. And so high school girls are told, look, if you want to play college sports, you better keep your mouth shut, and then they get to college. Uh, and the coaches the same way. So the coaches, honestly, um, are, you know, I honestly feel like, look, okay, the, the women and the athletes need to do that, but the coaches especially need to lead on this. And as you said, sometimes coaches, they're actually, their incentives are screwed up because they're like, well, if I have this male on my team, you know, is it actually going to probably improve our standing? But, that, you know, that's, that's despicable yeah. because the reality is at the moment we've got people like, you know, Riley Gaines, one woman speaking out. We need all of them doing it. And what did they do? They Somebody punched in, a man punched a woman in the head. How you like that? Anyway, we're take a break. His name is Dr. Jay Richards with the Heritage Foundation. Come back and ask him a few more questions. Uh, you're going to be amazed at what the San Francisco University athletic director said. I'll throw that at him when we get back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But hey, if you're home, and you're in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste. Of superior grade. This is Moon Griffon for Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Billy T is a fully certified Onan Generator Service Center serving all of Louisiana. Fast service that's done right the first time. Parts, sales, and custom installation. If you own an RV and want the best, an Onan RV generator installed, you gotta go to Premier RV. Billy T's techs have decades of Onan generator experience. And nobody in Louisiana has more. Sometimes your camping adventures take you way out in the woods. Or maybe you're tailgating. And the only way to get power is an Onan generator installed correctly from Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Take it from me, Moon Graffon. I trust the folks at Premier RV, and so can you. From anywhere in Louisiana, you can call them. 337-233-7494. That's 337-233-7494. Online at BillyT.com. That's BillyT.com. Hi, Ishan. 
Welcome back to Boone Graffon Show, your laughing host. Anyway, 844-766-6607 is the number. And uh, Dr. Richards, Jay Richards, my special guest with the Heritage Foundation, director of the DeVos Center. He's probably going, yep, you're the laughing host. I'm laughing right there with you. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a motto here, Dr. Richards. If you either laugh with me or laugh at me, I, either way you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. We enjoy. You know, I was a... Uh, I, I, I got a question for you. You're going to get a kick out of the question. I, I read that the San Francisco Athletic Director says gender bias is responsible for belief that trans athletes have biological advantage. Just the bias. <laughs> and, and, and this is the question I would ask to you. You notice yeah. every one of these stories is about a man transiting to a woman and then beating the heck out of the woman. Can you give me any stories where a woman, if this is true what they're saying, if you give me yeah. a story where the, the woman trans to a man and beat the heck out of the man, because if it's real, it ought to go both <laughs> ways, shouldn't it? Absolutely. No, what's crazy about this is we have scads of data about the physical differences between males and females. The closest they get would be sort of maybe endurance sports or something like figure skating. That would be the closest. But when you get to sports that involve uh, percussive upper body strength, like a, a, on average, a man's ability to hit is about twice the average woman. So you're gonna, they're going to be utterly devastating. You get to track and field. The, the best high school male athletes are going to do better than Olympic female athletes. Mm. That's just a basic biological reality. We're, we can't do anything about that. That's why we have separate sports. It's because everyone recognizes that. And so when people say, well, this is just the result of bias, I say, okay, why do you think we should have uh, separated sports at all? So do you oppose segregation of sports between male and female? Yes or no? Because really what they want is they want to have it both ways. They want to have male-female sports, but they want to let these men that identify as women to compete against other women. And so I really think we need to call their bluff. So at least that they're going to be consistent and say, look, we shouldn't have separate male and female sports at all. And what that's going to mean is that there's going to be basically no females in collegiate sports but that's, at all. That, that would be the reality. That's why I brought up to you earlier that we need women, moms. We need coaches, players, uh, teachers, and everybody in every profession, accounts to come out and say enough is enough. This is this has gone too far. Let's back up on all this. And not to mention the encouragement of these young people having sexual operations 
little early teenage people and younger than that, that absolutely blows my mind that a parent would allow this. And this this goes back to the part of this is a spiritual warfare like we've never seen in the history of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it yeah. is. And I think that unless I we have a spiritual right. revival to change hearts, how do we stop it? And most people, I hate to say this, sit on the sideline and never say anything about it. No, I know. I mean, that's what's most baffling to me. At least I understand if you're a committed ideologue that wants to break down the age of consent, you want to break down basic distinctions between adults and kids, then you're going to want to sexualize kids. What I don't understand is why parents with their own kids will show up at these drag queen story hours. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. And it's why I'm the same way. I think, look, I don't know that you can really fully explain this just with politics. I think you're dealing with some kind of uh, spiritual blindness because the most natural thing in the world for people is to say, look, I need to protect my own kids and I'm not going to sexualize them. This is until maybe five years ago, this would have been completely uncontroversial. Now, all of a sudden, you're a bigot if you say, look, people shouldn't be taking five-year-olds to drag queen events that's pornography no it's no doubt about it and you know i've had i had four kids i got four grandbabies now and i remember being a kid and i cared about playing ball and going play and and hanging out with your friends and they they forcing these kids to grow up before they supposed to real quick dr richards how can people find out more about you Hey, but certainly come to heritage.org, heritage.org, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at Dr. J. Richards. I will be checking you out, sir. God bless. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. We'll do it again. All right. We got to take a break more. Brett Guyman, Representative Brett Guyman would join me. So you think uh, they're not using one time money? Just be cool. He's getting ready to come on and tell us. We'll be right back. Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. 
With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Back, move the phone show. By the way, a little shout out to my buddy James Goldman listening to me. Headed to Dallas, Texas. By the way, he really is a buddy of mine. Okay. He lets me stay at his house when I go fishing. And then he takes all my fishing knowledge and he goes out and kicks my butt. That's, well, that's yeah. James. What Goldman. are true friends for? I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just telling you. And by the way, all my fishing knowledge can be put in a, in a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. All of it, because the guy coming up next knows I can't fish. His name is Representative Brett Guyman. And, Brett, you know that from all the times I've taken you and shown you all the fish I caught, right? I don't recall that. <laughs> two things. One, you've go. never taken me. And, two, I don't know that you've caught any fish. So I, don't, I, can't, I can't answer either one of them. Number one, I've asked you before, and you're always busy. And, number two, nah. I have caught fish because people, well, at least people let me hold a pi- fish when I take a picture. And I had, I had a guy one time, I caught a fish on his pond. And it was really a nice fish, one of the biggest ones I ever caught. And I don't remember if it was a Bramo Sokolay or whatever it was, a white perch for people in North Louisiana. And he, he, t- he, he, he took the picture with the fish and showed his daddy. And it was uh, the fish I caught. <laughs> but he, by the way, when he showed his daddy, he forgot to tell him that I was the one caught it, not him. So I'm just letting you know that stuff well, happens. It's called fishing, Brad. It's that, called that, fishing. that does happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. fishing, politics, what's the difference? Not a whole lot. Hey, uh, appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you joining us. I just want you to confirm something for me, and you can go through a little bit of the process. Uh, I know the governor, Darden, and him have liked to brag about we didn't, we have not used one-time money. And y'all have a way to find out if that's true or not, the legislative fiscal office. Would you tell me, now I know you're not, you can't really probably comment on this year's budget. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But the last seven years, talk about have we used one-time money, yes or no, and then explain it. Uh, it. Yes, we have. And I know I've talked a little bit about this on your show previously, but many of my colleagues uh, joined me and others uh, this off season in the summer and the fall, and we actually spent a lot of time working on budget issues because we think in the next administration we're going to have some, some tough uh, budget issues facing us. So we're kind of preparing for that, trying to um, be fiscally responsible in the remaining term of, of this you know, governor and just having to gather that information and, and present it to everyone and so everyone kind of be on the same page. And one thing that we, we requested from staff, uh, fiscal office staff, over that work period was the amount of money that was spent on, uh, one-time money spent on recurring expenses, all the way back to Blanco. Because we wanted to kind of see the trend up to the Rita Katrina, mm-hmm. you know, because we're kind of in that same mirror image right now. What well, to, to answer your question without getting way down in the weeds is, Six of the seven years, not, not counting this year because we're not, we haven't proposed and, and passed this budget yet, but six of the seven previous years under this administration, 
they did use one-time dollars on state recurring expenses. I think that I think what they may be trying to do, and I'm not speaking for them, is they may be trying to talk around the issue of well, we didn't use any state one-time money, but they used federal one-time money on state recurring expenses. What's the difference? What's the difference if it's one-time money is not reoccurring? Right. The end result is the end result is that you, you end up in the same situation when that money is gone and you've created new obligations with those dollars, then you have to continue to pay them from now on. So it's the same It's the same end result, just a different source of revenue. In fact, last year the House passed in a House rule. It was, I don't think it was unanimous, but it was very, very close. We actually added to the House rule that you cannot use federal dollars on state recurring expenses because, believe it or not, there's actually no prohibition to that. I mean, it makes sense that you wouldn't do that, but the Constitution that says you can't use non-recurring on recurring does not apply to federal dollars. So there was really no prohibition against it legally. Uh, the legislature could and should have stopped it had they known. But uh, now they can't do it without, you know, without us knowing about it, you know, moving forward. But that's neither here nor there. To answer your question, yes, um, there is proof from fiscal staff mm-hmm. that six of the past seven years, one-time dollars were spent on recurring expenses. Yes. So uh, so we knew Jindal did that. I know you were with the fiscal oh, and you didn't vote for, I don't know if you yeah. vote for any budget, but you didn't vote for many. And then, and that was really continued the trend. And like you said, it was one year they didn't use it. And I want to say that was yeah, after the, the year, 2016, uh, yeah. 2017 budget yeah, and the re- fact that you had all that money coming in from the floods because 2016 floods were really really bad in the hurricanes that, yeah, yeah 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 i wasn't there during that four-year period but and looking at the data there was one year where they did not use any i suspected it was the year that they passed the, the tax increase uh, i wasn't sure i didn't really go and dig in and research that but every other year in the past two years and in, in particular we've used a tremendous amount uh sure, not sure. Uh, of federal money on state recurring uh, and essentially what they're doing is, a, you know, the relief money that comes in, they're just paying a state obligation with it, freeing up new state dollars to spend on other state obligations. So it's kind of an end around, mm-hmm. same result. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next administration is going to have to deal with it, most likely according to what the Revenue Estimating Conference is showing and telling us now. We will have shortfalls two years out uh, that could be significant, could be approaching a billion dollars. Yeah, but the governor... Uh not to get you in the weeds, but the governor was giving a speech how great we set up for years to come. The next governor's in great shape. Now, I know that a lot of that's rhetoric. You know it as well as I do. Uh, well, I think, I, think, I think that would, you know, again, I'm not speaking for them, but I think they would make the case that, well, you don't have to, you know, you could renew the .45 cent sales tax, which would, if you got a billion-dollar shortfall, roughly, you know, that's half, half of it of, right yep, there. Right. So that's, yeah, so that, you know, just rounding numbers. Um so then now you're, you know, you're going to deal with half and, but, but and you, think, know, you can. But think about this, Brett, Representative Brett Guyman. So they, they they put a penny on us for 27 months. You weren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 27 months. To come back, that was about two and a half billion. I'm just throwing numbers at you, so it might be off a little bit, but close. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in the .45 for seven years, which is at, which is about a half a billion. That's $3.5 billion. So what you did was mm-hmm. the governor and the legislature at the time threw in two taxes that really mm-hmm. are permanent when you think about mm-hmm. it because they've been around. And, and, and if, you, if you renew them, then basically you just soon make them permanent. And once again, we're raising taxes on, taxes on our citizens. We have the highest sales tax in the country today. So, you know, they, they, 
they're putting us in some bad shape. I think in the future, this doesn't look good at all for us having to come up with all this money because you would agree with this, I think. Fed say, hey, you know what? We're going to cut you out 30%. We got mm-hmm. a problem, huh? Well, no, and, and that is that is going to happen because the federal relief money that from COVID and, and hurricanes, et cetera, is, is leaving. I mean, it's going away. And we, you know, we're going to have to deal with that. But I will tell you this, and I'm not, I'm not a gloom and doom kind of person, but I think the next administration, whoever that person is, and we assume and hope that it's a Republican that, that becomes governor, um, is going, is going to have a very difficult time managing the budget crisis that is on the horizon. And here's what's going to happen. The media will say, well, gosh, you know, when the past administration, things were lovely and great, mm-hmm. here comes a Republican and look, here we go again. And it's just that narrative, but because I've been through this before, you know, I'm kind of the unicorn over there and the fact yeah. that I was there, left and came back. I lived this under Blanco and Jindal, almost a mirror image. And so we're really working hard to get out in front of that. And, you know, in the Jindal administration, we were always behind. You know, we were always trying to figure out how do we deal with it, but it's way out in front of us. We're really hoping to get out in front of this one, make some good choices this session. I'm hopeful that will help mitigate, you know, further what, what we could, you know, you know what what is uh, facing us in the future, and and one of the things that I've mentioned to you on the last time I was on your show, I think, is even investing some of these excess dollars in the in the unfunded retirement yeah, uh, exactly. liabilities, so that yeah, so that'll free up uh, obligations. That, you know, take a reduce your note basically on that obligation and free up dollars for the next administration. Plus, it's really a great investment yeah. because you're uh, actually saving money by paying off that debt early. Well, so you, you things like that, I hope. I hope we can do. Yeah, you got to stop the spending cap from increasing, but I would. That's another day. Last question for you. Let you go. Do you believe this budget that y'all currently going over? Just the way you're looking at it, you said six or seven of the last seven budgets we use one-time money. Do you believe we will have any one-time money in this budget just by seeing what you're seeing? What's your prediction on that? Then, if nothing else. Well, I would tell you that um, last last year the number was smaller. It's it's not. And I don't have it um, documented, but I think it was a little over. I don't know. I want to say it was a hundred million. And I think previously it's been like six or seven hundred million. Yeah. So the number's coming down. I did talk to the legislative fiscal office, which is a nonpartisan, um, you know, group at the Capitol that just analyzes the budget. And I did talk to them actually yesterday, and they told me they do not see any in there. But they also told us that last year, and come to find out there was some that found its way in. So watching it closely, Moon, but at this point, I would say it's a chance that there's not any, um, or if there is, if you know, it's not very much. But we're watching that closely. I think the bigger issue is how much has the budget grown, and is that sustainable? Yeah. And that's another battle that we'll be fighting this year as well. well so, five years ago, the budget was projected $29 billion. It's forty five point mm-hmm. seven, almost forty six billion dollars. That is a unbelievable yeah, look, look, a lot of money. And, and look, everyone listening to your show knows this. You know, our 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 average growth of just everything. You know, every year things grow. The cost of goods go up. Our salaries, in theory, go up about two, two and a half to three percent, just nationwide. Just rule of thumb. Inflation drives. Mm-hmm. You have to invest your money in a in a savings account, you get a certain return based on inflation, et cetera. But we think, and we know based off of the data from 30 years of history here in Louisiana that we worked on this past year, we believe that number is about 2.5%. That's what we can sustain Mm -hmm. every year. So if you spend 5% growth, you're out spending what the economy can sustain. And we're hoping to, we're hoping to 
start that fight now, this session, sure. and, 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 and shrink the amount of growth. We're not trying to cut anything. We just want to shrink the amount of growth so that the next administration is not behind the eight ball, you know, the day they, sure. the day they get sworn in. So his name is, his name is Brett Gaiman, Representative Brett Gaiman. He's in there fighting for what's good for in the state of Louisiana. All right, Brett, we'll do it again soon. God bless. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark. Take a break. More to come. Moon Graffon Show. Don't go nowhere, folks. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Folks, this is Moon Graffon. You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, Call Captain Norman now, 337-884-0658, 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time, and you catch fish with Captain Norman. Aspec Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. And folks, you've been hearing me brag about my good friends at SiriusUSA.com, Sirius Power Generation. Folks, right now, we have Cummins generators in stock from 17 up to 50 kilowatts. We can install or sell them to do it yourselves right now. All you got to do is check us out at SiriusUSA.com, SiriusUSA.com. You want a generator? You want to be serviced? You want a service contract? You need one? SiriusUSA.com. Check out Peter Verdrine and the gang. They want to service you. They're ready to put you in a real good generator. Stay ready. Um. Back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Hump Day for you people looking forward to the weekend. 844-766-6607 is Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. All right, and I appreciate Brett just making a point. So Governor, uh, in his speech on Monday, bragged about never using one-time money. And, and look, it's going to be seven of eight years they use one-time money. Quote, Jay Dart. First of all, that's what the governor said on Monday. Quote, Jay Darden, the people that love Jay Darden and Baton Rouge, uh, big leftists. As Darden said, it's about one-time money, prevents the unforgivable practice of using one-time revenues to fund expenses that recur year after year, and yet they did it seven out of eight years if they do it again this year, and it looks like they will. <laughs> unforgivable practice. Then why the hell are they doing it? Folks, I'm just I'm giving you what they said, not me. I'm giving you what they were quoted. I didn't quote them. I quoted a quote from a quote. I mean, 
I'm the bad guy, right? Uh, that Griffon guy just stirs. I didn't stir up anything. I'm just repeating what these people have told you. I'm, I'm just, I'm, re- I'm repeating. I'm repeating what they told you. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what kind of money they were using. I'm not there. But I know this. That when I look at what's going on, it's 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 absolutely crazy to sit here and brag about all this stuff. And Scott McKay at ten thirty, don't miss it. Uh, so Jim Beam writes a piece. Session facing dismal agenda. And this is what he says: Some lawmakers don't even want to raise the state spending limit to fund teacher pay raise. Now, folks, if you got a state. <laughs> I read this to about four lawmakers today, and they fell out laughing. Remember what I told you? Okay? They got all this money. They don't need to spend it all. We need to shut down the cap spending right now. And I'm going to get on that in a second. But what what what, what old uh, Jim is talking about doing is, man, we got raise it to give teachers pay raise. One-time money, we're going to give the teachers pay raise, which is going to happen every year. Which makes no sense. Now, the spending cap. Folks, I'm asking again. We need to not spend every penny. This is so crazy to go spend all the money. But the problem is, is Bell Edwards wants it. And the Senate already has... Look, I'm going to quote the legendary blank page Cortez. His words, not mine, when it's come to the spending cap. He says he supports teacher pay raise and opposed to putting surplus money into a savings account to be spent later rather than spending it during the session while I'm still here and I can help spend the money and I can direct it to my buddies and I can get paid later. That's what he's saying. He's opposed to putting money back for a rainy day because he wants to be spent now. Why? He's only the Senate president. This is his last session. I want to spend it. I want to direct the money where it goes. I got people who put me in office. I got people that are dependent on me to make sure they get their projects. Blank page. We already got in trouble after Katrina Rita. I mean... I'm just telling you. Uh, I, hold on, let me send this, Brian. I know, folks. I'm doing double. I'm doing double, triple time texting people and everything else. Blank pages already said we ain't putting money back for savings. We got to spend it. We got to spend it during this session. I'm not the. I'm not the Senate president after this session. And the word is. The, the, the Republicans, two-thirds vote in the House, two-thirds in the Senate. They're ready to spend that money. Blank page gives a horrible name to Republicans. You know? He's, he's not, a, he's not a, a, a fiscal conservative. He's not even close. If somebody would put in, that, in, the, in, the, in the spending bill that if we can save some of this money, we can expand gambling, page would be for not... Uh, 
having a spending cap raised. Folks, just to spend money. Folks, we're not looking out what's happening to this country, what's happening financially, what this Biden administration is doing to this country, what Bear Bell Edwards has done to the state. Why does Cortez got to line up with Bell every time Bell wants to do something? Blank Page, he ain't all putting money back. He got buddies to take care of. He's got people to take care of. He wants to spend, 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 spend. He says that. I didn't say it. He said it. He's opposed to putting it in a savings account to be spent later rather than spend it now. Just spend it all. You ought to try that at home. Paige, why don't you try that at home with your money instead of doing this with our money? Why don't you try to go spend all your money, every penny you got coming in? Don't save none of it. Don't put nothing back. Don't put nothing in Spend, 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 spend. Why don't you try that at home? See how it works out. But Cortez, blank page, wants to do it because it ain't his damn money. And Shake Snot ain't going to be no different. Oh, well, Shake Snot is running for statewide office, folks. He might vote against it because he's running for statewide office. He found one that he can finally run because he's tried eight of them, and the ninth one looks like he'd be able to run for. So he might run because, trust me, he wouldn't give a flip. He'd spend it too. Whatever happens in the House and Senate with the spending cap goes 100% to the Speaker and to the parish, to the President of the Senate, which is blank page quartet. Blanks already said, damn saving money. I'm spending every penny. Brandon, you ever tried that at home? Spend every penny you got every month? Uh, no. You don't put, and don't have, and look, don't have no, no nothing. No, no margin, nothing. Yeah. No, no margin for error. Mm-mm, no. You know, try it at home, Brandon, for the next year and then come back in here and tell me how you're doing. Mm-hmm. No. I don't, I don't have a state's worth of people to be able to get money no, from to, you to would bail do me that. out. I bet you would do that if I gave you the money, huh? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be my people of Louisiana Moon? <laughs> Absolutely. But see, blank, old blank page, who backed in just like Edwards and Shake Snyder, blank said, I ain't saving a dang penny. Said it to page going, I ain't, I'm spending it. You know what the lobbyists are doing? All the lobbyists are doing, yeah, yeah, blank, spend it. We, we, we want it. We want some of it. And the lobbyists are loving it, man. Not all lobbyists, by the way. A lot of the lobbyists are loving it. Spin it, spin it, spin it. Don't save anything, Blake. It ain't your money. So when it ain't your money, you don't have to be responsible. Let me tell you something. The disaster that's coming to the next governor is all on the top of Bill Edwards, Clay Shakes Nada, Snake Shada, and, 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 and Blank Page. It's on all of them. Spin, 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 spin. It's great. I might have to frame this. Saving no money, I can spend it. And it ain't my money. Brandon, give me $10,000 a year to spend like I want to. I'm going to spend it like a drunken sailor. Okay? Spend it like a drunken sailor. Why? It ain't my money. I ain't saving it. Well, how you like that for leadership? Or, as I say, lack of leadership. Take a break. Be right back. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
Members of Congress want answers the U.S. government may not have yet. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, on who's leaking classified documents containing sensitive American intelligence. And this one is really, really concerning because it could have a real effect on the battlefield today. Congressman Jim Himes is the top Democrat on the House Intel Committee and just told Fox. It could mean dead Ukrainian soldiers today. It could mean the loss of intelligence collection that has allowed us uh, to support the incredibly uh, courageous Ukrainians. He worries it could dissuade our allies also from sharing information with us. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby has just clarified to Fox One leak that the U.S. military has a presence in Ukraine. He says those personnel are at the embassy helping account for the weapons and aids we sent to help them fight Russia. They are not fighting on the battlefield. We are not providing uh, enabling support on the battlefield. The U.S. has just imposed even more sanctions on Russian-related entities. There's a new Republican who appears ready to join the race for president. Senator Tim Scott is formed an exploratory committee telling Fox. This is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. That the drug of victimhood being sold by Joe Biden and the radical left is wrong. He's in Iowa now. Tomorrow, New Hampshire, the first 2024 contest states. And Senator Scott could be on stage in August in Milwaukee when Fox News hosts the first Republican presidential debate. And former President Trump plans to be there, too. Still the GOP frontrunner. He tells Fox he'll stay in the White House race even if convicted on criminal charges in New York. He calls a hoax, part of a witch hunt. What they're doing is weaponizing the system, and there's never been anything like it. And it's all disinformation. He's accused of falsifying records over a pre-2016 election payment to keep an alleged fair quiet. There's an inflation update this morning showing consumer prices rose less than expected in March, just 0.1% from February. Year over year, inflation slowed to 5%. That's the lowest in almost two years. America's listening to Fox News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today, eventually giving way to some showers arriving later on tonight. We could see some heavy rainfall as well. Bit of that sticks around into tomorrow before we finally start to clear out through the day on Thursday. Temperatures in the meantime sitting in the low to mid 70s today and tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 881. That's 881. WinCash brought to you by Matthew James Financial wants you to be a winner. You're on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. 
Hi, hello, folks. Welcome to Moon Graffon Show. It is a beautiful Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day. Make sure you tell people about the Moon Graffon Show. You can check us out, moongraffon.com. I got a podcast. Go wherever you get your podcast from. We do a lot of national stuff on that. Uh, we're going to release a couple more in the next day, couple of days. Uh, also, you can always email me, moon at moongraffon.com. It's Griffin with an O. It's spelled G-R-I-F-F-O-N. And uh, you can check us out that way as well. So anyway, uh, Scott McKay is going to come in with the hayride. He's got his take on Edwards' speech. I always get a kick out of Scott because, Scott, we, even though we, we got some same, uh, the, the way we think about stuff is just different. And the way we look at stuff is different. And uh, I like having people that uh, look at things a little differently than I do. You, you know, you, everybody can learn from everybody. And uh, except Brandon said, I ain't learned nothing from you yet. <laughs> but I told Brandon all about marriage advice and he got married anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not take any of that marriage advice. None. Now that you've been married, though, mm-hmm. you can see why I was having fun with it, though. That, I do I, see why you were yeah, having okay, fun with okay, it, no so, doubt about that. See, see, so you hadn't been, when you, before you were married, I, mm-hmm. and I told Brad, and I'd just come up with stuff, and Brad was like, man, I ain't doing that, man, I ain't saying <laughs> that, I ain't doing that. And then I said, so Brandon's married with two babies. What, you been married, five years? Oh, no, more than that. How long you been married? 2016. So that's, uh, it's going to be seven years in Seven May. years, and you got two kids over 10? Yep. No, <laughs> hey, oh, you no, said no, yep. no. You said yep. Two kids, <laughs> two kids, two and under. <laughs> I love how you said yep, yep. No, no. I caught you there at the second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, don't let the Brandon, so Brandon walks in and said, now I see why you say some of the things you said. Uh-huh. And then we laughed. It was all mm-hmm. funny stuff. But Brandon said, I ain't listening to that you got to say about marriage. I have, I'm fired up for myself. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between some of the things that you and Mike Grimsley used to tell me. <laughs> a lot of people, like, uh-uh. you, you don't know till you go. How about mm-hmm. that? You just, you you go just, you just don't know. It's, it's, uh, and, and, uh, no, it's a blessing. I, mean, I got a beautiful bride. Oh, yeah. I love my wife. We have a lot of fun. We still laughing. She, we laugh, and then she laughs at me. So mm-hmm. we laugh. Oh, look, marriage yeah. is, a, is one of the most amazing things God has blessed us with. It's also hard work, too. I know. You ain't working at it, you're losing. I'm Absolutely. All righty. Enough marriage advice from me. Yeah. By the <laughs> way. Leave, I'll leave that to Brandon. By the way, if you want to hear me and my beautiful bride, you can listen to us Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 here on the home station. Yeah, by the way, I'm going to leave the marriage talk mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to just, just, just go home and let. By the way, mm-hmm. I did check out uh, Louisiana Tech UL baseball. Ah, uh, yeah, man. That was a game. good one. Uh, it was it was really good. Tech got out early. Sorry, uh, Tech. UL. But I have a uh, a cousin that has a son that plays on a team. Mm-hmm. There was another kid or two from Tech that we knew for some other baseball experiences back in the day. So, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, you know, we go to some of the Cajun games that we live here. Uh, I think I think they go to ULM this year. I wanted to uh. watch that, but I think they go there. If it's a weekend, I might try to go catch a couple of games. I just like we like going to the ball game. Yeah. So we had a good time, and I Cajuns. saw my I saw my uncle, my mm-hmm. aunt. Uh, 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 a couple cousins. So uh, we we sat on the UL side. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, probably four or five innings, and then we ended up on the – I say the tech side. They still had more Cajun fans on the yeah. tech side. But no, anyway, Cajun's it, rolling right now, man. Yeah. And and Coastal I, Carolina is too. I'm telling you, those teams are on a collision I was a little, course. Di- I was a little disappointed. You know, the Cajuns like one of the top 15 draws in the country. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had a decent crowd. It wasn't nearly as good as they get on the weekend. I was kind of mm-hmm. disappointed with Tech coming in the rivalry and the Cajuns playing so well. Mm-hmm. I was a little – you know, we all know about LSU. LSU's rolling. But uh, it would have been it would have been good to have a few more people out there. But uh, mm-hmm. we, anyway, we got we got entertained, had a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. caught up with the relatives, and uh, uh, they all out of Baton Rouge too. So 
Uh, I picked up four new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I all knew we were there. They already listened. And they had some friends with them that, that listened to us. And picked up a lady last night who never listened, said, I will be listening tomorrow. And she is. I hope she emails me, moon at moongraffon.com, because she was asking a lot of questions. All right. Uh, one other thing on the uh, – a couple quick things on the spending cap. And uh, Cortez, of course, wants to spend every penny because he's Senate president. He wants credit for stuff, you know. And they go around, I did that, I did that, I did that. That's just who they are. They're very nice. They just, you know, blank them. But that's who they are. And they don't care. They don't care about it. You realize Cortez and Shake Snyder, they don't give a damn what happens to the state after they walk out. They don't. They tell you they do. They don't, they don't care. They care they wouldn't go spend all the money. So I've asked and I've been saying, and I'll say it again today. I already got a call from one of the groups. Where's the Republican Party, state Republican Party, Lewis Garbage? I know Lewis. Where are y'all on the spending cap? Two-thirds in the House, two-thirds in the Senate Republicans. They going to get a spending cap passed with Republicans' blessings? Where's Lobby? Is Lobby not going to get involved in the spending cap? How about Cable and Parr? They've been around forever. Don't they want to jump up and say, hey, guys, we need to be careful. Don't they, but they don't need to be doing it in a nice way. They got to do it in a really a tough love way. Uh, my man, Daniel Erspom, has already texted me. I heard he'd been talking bad about me with the Pelican Institute. I said, no, Daniel, I just want to know where y'all are. He said they got something coming out next week. Uh, and he's going to come talk about it when he comes on. But these groups are supposed to be a lot of our good government groups. Uh, you know? What's the one that was started here, Brandon, the Blue Ribbon, the Blue, uh, oh, my God, what's the name of it? Started right here in Lafayette. I can give you the name of the people. Uh, Blue Ribbon, so I don't know what it was. But they, they they don't say anything anymore. Matter of fact, their organization, I, I'm going to figure it out at the break who they are, and uh, their organization popped up, helped people get elected. They never done crap. You're talking about a worthless organization. But these other organizations have all been, you know, Daniel Earth Palmer's group is as good as you get, uh, lobby, uh Par Cable, and, uh, you know, Dan Yerspalm is the Pelican Institute. I mean, does anybody have anything to say about this? Is anybody going to step up at all and be counted and say, a spending, we don't need to spend any more money? Or, and, and, and now that you know that the budget in the last six of seven budgets, and if you go through Jindal to Edwards, and, and and that would be 16 years of budgeting. They've used one-time money in 14 or 15 years in the last 16 years. It, now that you know they're using one-time money, that means they're overspending. That's going to put us in a bond. That is Blueprint Louisiana. When I think of worthless organizations, that's the most worthless one ever came up. Blueprint Louisiana, we're going to get it. All it was was to raise money to elect their buddies They'll get elected so people in Blueprint, uh, Blueprint Louisiana, uh, they could make sure government's taking care of them. That was one of the most worthless ones of all that ever. Is that is that even around anymore? If it is, why? <laughs> Except to get people elected. They're worthless. It's going to be the one. I think it started about the time General came in. And that, that's that, I'm telling y'all, that is worthless as anyone that ever. But these other ones have been around for a while. They have they have staying power. Uh, Daniel Erspalm and them around for a long time. They they actually trying to come up with solutions. Paul and Cabe, I still don't know what they've done, and and lobby is what lobby is. Uh, but I'm trying to 
figure out why these people are going to sit back and not start pounding their spending cap now. And the thing about it is, okay, they can be nice about it. They can be as nice as they want to be. They're not going to move anything. I mean, I would think the state Republican Party, and this is my opinion, I'm not in a party. I would think the state Republican Party would want to come out against the spending. It makes the Republicans look silly. Was that the missed call for me? <laughs> there was someone wanting to talk about Blueprint, Louisiana. Basically, he was listening on the stream, so he was behind. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about all he wants to. Tell me what it accomplished. <laughs> no, 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 he was trying to help you. You can remember oh, the, tell name. the name. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I knew yeah. it. Whenever I said Blue Ribbon, it was blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Matter of fact, I would give it a... Uh, a yellow ribbon because it was yellow. Brew plant a reason I would have joke. It was just a total joke. Just raise money to say we're going to do something. Here's what we're for. Matter of fact, when Blueprint started, I asked him why they weren't holding Jindal because Jindal didn't sign on. They said, well, you know, he's going to win. And I, I talked to the people that ran this. They let Jindal just get away from it. They were just elect people. It was, it was a nothing. It was a zero. Still a zero. Oh, Moon, somebody's going to get mad at you for saying it. Why? Let them come argue what they've accomplished. Hey, if they can tell me what they accomplished, I want to know. I would love to see what them cats accomplished. And not how much money their membership made. So I'm just asking these organizations, because there's a lot of people that are listening to us that are either members of these organizations, would like to be members of these organizations. Maybe they're on the board. I mean... Let's take let's take let's take lobby. I cutting them at all. I'm just asking where are they on these uh, this overspending? Because every time we overspend, we get in trouble. And what do they have to do? What did Edwards do when he came in? I got to have one cent sales tax. We two billion dollars in the hole. Republicans panic. You know. I mean. And then they're going to start wanting to raise taxes on us and raise taxes on businesses to keep all this fine spending that we got going on. And we don't have a lot of fine spending that's going on. So shouldn't these organizations step? I just think they ought to step up. Look, I'm going to run them in the ground. I'm not running Blueprint Louisiana ground. It's just a nothing organization. It started nothing. It's still a zero. But Paige Cortez already said, we don't want to save no money. We spend, 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 spend. Matter of fact, I'm leaving at the end of this year. I want to spend. You know what happens, Brandon? You know what Paige Cortez, blank Page's motto is? If I can spend, I can make a friend. <laughs> I'm spending to make, I'm, I can, if I can spend, I'll make a friend. That's blank Page. Quote, let's take a break. 844-766-6607. Matthew James. Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Your calls are welcome. We'll be right back. Don't forget my good friends at Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale they have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. 
So check them out at steinholm.com. They've got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinholm.com, steinholm.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. they got drive-through lumber yard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, steinholm.com, steinholm.com. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy. People liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home, all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Champagne's Market. Welcome back. <laughs> Great to have you back with us, folks. I can't help it. I'm the laughing talk shows. I laugh. I love life. And I love the Lord. I'm, I'm so thankful. So I got, I got somebody that sent this to me. Blueprint Louisiana started in 2016. The last post was in 2016. Okay, so General had already went through. They didn't get General to sign it. They got all these other people to sign nonprofit organizations. And so if you go to the website now, the Blueprint website, you ready? It's like a lot of businesses here in Louisiana. Temporarily closed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was going to be the greatest organization. That was a nothing burger from day one. I mean, a nothing burger from day one. They want to be a big organization. That thing, you know, I temporarily closed. I guess what they'd ought to say, moved to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be the next great organization died and all you know anything it did it gave money to elected officials that they wanted elected you know who got some money from this i bet you i bet you 50 bucks right now if you want that i'm not a betting man nope how much you want to bet they supported blank page cortez uh i bet anything you want to bet i'll bet you i know they did because i know the people that ran this temporarily closed this not funny blueprint louisiana non-profit organization Nonprofit organization, but some of the people that worked it, they were pro- for profit with state government. Just a joke. And all these other ones, though, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just telling y'all, there got to be somebody that's going to take a stance on this. Nobody's against the spending cap being stopped. Anyway, Paul Hurd joins us. Paul, how you doing? Now, Paul, you got an organization you started, too. That's exactly right. And, and, and fortunately or unfortunately, the, this is exactly why we started Louisiana Excellence, Inc. It's a nonprofit, 
And we did it because in January this year, um, hang on, uh, what happened was all of my legislators got on the, you know, the, um, the chicken tour where they eat chicken and tell us how good they are. Uh, and all of them said, yeah, we need to repeal personal income taxes. But we can't repeal them unless we tax something else. Because, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, we need that money in Baton Rouge. Well, if you look at the tax foundation, we're the highest tax state in the South. We're losing population. Our economy is shrinking. There is no excuse for what Baton Rouge does. We are now up against it, and the first we need five votes. I'm going to I, I, I write articles every once in a while, and this is going to be my next article. We need five votes to perform an economic miracle in this state, and we are this close to doing it. The first vote we need is no on raising state spending limit. In other words, hold spending down, um, and. So what we're what raise, we're trying to figure the spending cap, you ain't holding spending down. That's what no, I'm that's what I'm trying to. That's page. what I want to make sure I said it right. We we want to vote no to raising the limit. We want to vote yes for keeping the limit. But I think what the bill will say was, do you agree to raise the limit? We want we want a resounding no, no, heck, no. And uh, and then just to top it off with some morality, some reality, we need a big no on legislative pay raises. Mm-hmm. And that, that's even worse. And what I can't figure out, I want to go back to one issue that you just raised that's absolutely right. The reason Louisiana excellence exists, and yes, I'm plugging my organization for one reason. I love, Lobby did a great job in doing their research. Pelican Institute did a great job of doing their research on the the tremendous ditch that we are in. I mean, our ditch has turned into the Grand Canyon compared to what our neighbors are doing. But their problem is, at the end of the day, they're scared of our legislators. At some point, they have not figured out that they work for us. That that we all agree that we need to not spend the money. Anybody with any economic sense agrees that we need to lower taxes. Oh, gosh, but, you know, the problem is if you try to get those guys in Baton Rouge to do it, they'll get mad at you. Well, you know what my answer is? Repeal them. Yeah. And the answer is they need to serve us. This is a chance with these two votes and, 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 and a couple more. We got. We don't want to raise spending. We don't want legislative raises. We need to repeal our income tax. I'm not going to tell you which organization did it because I respect the work they do, but they're just scared of Baton Rouge when it comes down to it. They'd rather be friends than for Louisiana to be prosperous. One of their plans are going to provide that we're going to phase out personal income taxes which Texas has none now, Tennessee has none now, Mississippi's already voting to phase theirs out, Florida has none. They know that what we need to do is phase out our personal income taxes over 10 years, another dead decade. We will at that point be... Only because I got to go tell people how to get in touch with you on the website. Look, look on the website, 
excel e-x-c-e-l dot org we can change this state with those three votes and three more love to hear from you moon thank you so much for letting me come on that's why we exist all right brother we gotta go we'll be right back Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for. It business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. has been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, Good. The rustic. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon. So you can see why, because everybody's going to want me. You can't help everybody, man. I wish you could. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. All right, folks. Uh, this, about, this blueprint thing is so funny. Temporarily closed. Why don't they just put permanently closed? We didn't do good. <laughs> we failed. As a matter of fact, that's what you put on signs of bankruptcy. Mm. Blueprint Louisiana bankrupted. They bankrupt, and they left the state. Let's let's go to the hayride. We go to Mr. Scott McKay joins us. Scott, what's going on? Howdy. What's going on? Oh, man, good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was funny. You know, I, I did my three hours yesterday on the air of uh, Bell Edwards' speech, and I can still go with it. But let's let's forget what I said. 
You had a great piece in the Hayride. If people check out, I want you to get the website so they can go read it themselves. But your take on Bell Edwards' speech, and that's what I want to get, is not so much the article, but people can go read more about it. But your take on a speech, and we did, we nicknamed it Scott, and we played it yesterday, How Great Thou Art, except we changed the word How Great I Art. And that's what I predicted the day before, and that's exactly what he did. How great I well, am. It, it was it was without question a uh, delusionally self-congratulatory speech. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is, I mean, to, 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 I mean, going on and on and on about all of the wonderful things that he's done for the state. And, you know, and I, while I'm sitting there watching it, the thing I kept coming back to is, well, if all of that is true, John Bell, how come 67,000 people on net have left the state over the last two years? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot larger number than that, because my guess is uh, 2022 was probably worse than 2021. And there were 41,000 people that picked up and left uh, on net meaning more people leaving than coming uh, in 2021 in Louisiana. And I don't think 2022 would have been better uh, than 2021. So, um, I, I mean, you know, like, why? this is the kind of thing that you get, you know, dictators in places like Cuba uh, and, and some of these other places that go on and talk about how wonderful things are in their little, you know, utopia that they've built. And yet, they got to build a wall to keep people in mm-hmm. because everybody's leaving. And I mean, you know, you can go look at, at U-Haul rates between say Baton Rouge and Austin or New Orleans and Dallas or whatever. And it's twice as expensive to rent a U-Haul in New Orleans to drive it to Dallas as it is to do the opposite. Wow. Um, and it's been that way pretty much ever since John Bell Edwards has become governor, but it gets worse every year. And Uh, You know, he's talking about, well, we did all of these things. We expanded government to give people money. um, And yet they don't make positive uh, outcomes for people. You know, he talks about all of the Medicaid expansion and how he's put people on Medicaid and, oh, you've got health care now that you didn't have before. And it's like, yeah, but the health care outcomes of all these people are not better. No. They've done study after study to show that Medicaid people are less healthy than people who don't have insurance. But he don't talk about that. Um, he just talked about the number of people that got it. Let me give you a quote from that. Of all places, the worst newspaper in the country, where at least the worst in our state. So the, after, the, after he does a speech on Monday, okay, I'm going to go back to what you're talking about. And this, is, this lines up with you. So he does a speech on Monday. This is the editorial in The Advocate. Where are the workers of the coming decade going to come from? First paragraph. If you want a bottom line indicator of economic decline, it's hard to beat the forecast of Louisiana's population change in the coming decade. Now, this guy's yep. talking about prosperity, and they're writing about how bad it is and how bad it's getting ready to get. This is on their own newspaper. Well, I, look, I, this guy has, and I, I, I'm starting to come around to the idea that, you know, what looks like stupidity from people who are highly educated never really is. Um, So, you know, this guy presents as an economic illiterate of the first order 
the things that he says are patent nonsense when it comes to economics. And so you'd sit there and say, well, you know, this guy is that dumb. And on the other hand, it's like, well, but who benefits if you have a state full of poor people who don't have job skills? There's no jobs for them to, to, to go to. There's a sense of hopelessness uh, and, and, you know, nihilism that surrounds everybody. Like, who benefits from that? You know, who, who, do, who do people who are hopeless, who do they vote for? Democrats. Democrat. And the answer is they vote Democrat. Correct. And you look at what these people have done to the cities and the level of hopeless. Go to North Baton Rouge and look at the, the utter nihilism of the people who live there and, and the hopelessness of the people who live there. The people who have hope and the people who have direction in their lives and you know do a job well enough that they can get ahead, the first thing they do is they get the hell out of there. They move to the psycho, get the cheapest apartment in Denham Springs they can find, right? They get the hell out of North Baton Rouge. They get the hell out of Orleans Parish, okay? Um, you know, the bad parts of Shreveport, they get the hell out of there, okay? And it's because the people that run these places enforce that hopelessness. And they make it so that the people that live in these places, you know, don't see a better life for themselves. And they're happy to sit on a front stoop and collect a check. And this is the Democrat Party across the country, and people in Louis, the, the ones in Louisiana are no different. They've been practicing this stuff since Huey Long, okay? So when John Bell Edwards says patently stupid things about economics, it's not that John Bell Edwards is some dunce that doesn't know uh, how to run an economy. John Bell Edwards is trying to enforce poverty in Louisiana because that's how you get more Democrat voters. Yeah, by the way, because you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head about always get ahead. You hit it on the head about the Medicaid. They got worse health care. We're fiftieth in everybody's barometer if you compare state by state. And so, one another thing he said, Scott. I had a uh, Brett Guyman on a while ago, and he keeps him and Jay Darden both are going around telling everybody we don't we don't use one time money. It was ridiculous. They have used one time money in six of the first no. seven budgets, and. According to Guyman, he thinks it'll be $100 million. This year, seven out of eight. But they tell everybody how they don't use one-time money. Jim Bean picks it up, the crazy advocate, the crazy Gannett. You mentioned that in the story about how bad the media is here, which has ever been as bad as the national media. And I want you to touch upon that. But they just tell a lie, and nobody is supposed to tell the truth. And the fact is, we've been using one-time money for 16 years that I know of almost every year. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to take up for Bobby Jindal too much, but you could make the argument that what Bobby Jindal was doing was using one-time money to paper over the pain of a declining state budget, okay? Mm -hmm. that, and that may be a charitable way to look at it, but the strategy behind that was defensible. John Bell Edwards uses one-time money for uh, chronic expenses, OK, um, I, I mean, he's spending us into a fiscal cliff that his people know will only be fixed because of what they think is politically possible by increasing taxes, which is what they wanted all along. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to create the crisis to raise taxes. 
because John Bell Edwards knew he would have gotten smoked by David Vitter in 2015 if he would have said, no, 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 people in Louisiana don't pay enough in taxes, and if I go in, I'm going to do the largest tax increase in the history of the state, okay? He, he lied out his butt about that. He said, oh, no, 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 we don't have to raise taxes. We just need to fix how the state spends its money. You remember that. Yep. Like and as yesterday. soon as he gets elected, the first thing out of his mouth was, oh, we're going to have uh, no more college football, and we're in a crisis, and this is a fiscal. There was no fiscal cliff. There was no budget deficit. There was a deficit between what John Bell Edwards wanted to spend mm-hmm. and what Louisiana taxpayers had to to pay for it and scott okay? let me stop. so he had that's to where he got more that's where he got the two billion from that, that's what i've been preaching to the republicans that there's never been a two billion dollar budget deficit and you just hit a home run grand slam yeah. it's what he wanted it to be which made it two billion it was no i had zero z's rang on i'm waiting for him to come back oh no it was a two don't i said don't come show me once show me the budget and needs and i ain't heard back from it well, John Bell Edwards voted for what? Like six out of Bobby Jindal's eight budgets? Yep, six out of the this first. This guy was yeah. not, he was not some like, uh, uh, you know, babe in the woods. That he, didn't know. he voted for those budgets. He knew what was in those budgets. He knew the situation Louisiana was in. He flat out lied. And now we've gone from a $26 billion budget to a $46 billion budget with less people in the state, less kids in schools, less cops, less teachers, yep. less state workers. Maybe he's got more state workers, a smaller economy. You've got less Louisiana's work, Louisianans mm-hmm. working than when came in. We, are, we, we don't need a $26 billion budget right now, and we have a $46 billion budget. Yep. And, and they act break, like, the, you know. Let me take a break because that was that was a great point. He voted for all those budget deficits. And then he tell everybody he inherited it. It just laughed a lot. Scott McKay, we'll be back. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. 
Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Shastop. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Last segment of the day. Scott McKay, our good friends at the Hayride. Scott, give out the, the website. People want to read more about what you're talking about with the John Bell speech. I'm just trying to inform people. And I know that's what you're doing, too. Well, just go to thehayride.com, and we got all kinds of stuff talking about that stuff this week. We're about to get into the whole... Uh, you know, uh, this bill and that bill in the legislature and, you know, spend a bunch of time talking about uh, policy because, look, I mean, these guys show up at that Capitol on, in an election year and all they want to do is write the budget and go home. And that cannot happen this year. It cannot. We, we are too far behind as a state. We are in we are in too much trouble, uh, particularly com- uh, compared to our neighbors. You know, there has to be good policy made this year. And these people have got to stand up and be counted because spending the last seven years playing second fiddle to John Bell Edwards does not serve their constituents. And so it's time to get up off the bench and start playing. Yeah, but, you know, we got uh, let's be blunt. We got two thirds in the House, two thirds in the Senate are Republicans. And the leaders of the party have some responsibility on what what uh, what did happen. And they had things and opportunities to stop stuff, and they didn't. You got Cortez well, already saying it. He don't want to say he don't want to save any of this money. He wants to spend every single penny and raise the spending well, cap. Now, Scott, I got to tell you, when you got two-thirds that's Republicans. That's disqualifying for any kind of future office, I can tell you that right no, but, now. But think about it. Two-thirds in the House, two-thirds in the Senate. What, how stupid does it make Republicans look when you passing spending caps for a woke governor and this guy's already come out and said it and i've already heard the senate is all in and you got the walmart greeter sam mills got old yellow uh abraham and out of the lake charles i mean you got some really really weak senators in here they don't care they'll, they'll... yeah well the, the senate has never been really any good from my standpoint um but I, you know and i'll just tell you this because the word is you're about to get Clay Shechnider running for Secretary of no, State. No, it's already Howard Kyle has moved on. By the way, they, they announced it. Me, uh, who, they just sent it out. I just got it. Well, okay. Well, I can tell you, that's absolutely unacceptable. Yep. Cannot be allowed to happen. I, I would just remind you, Moon, I mean, you know, you can have the back and forth about the Dominion machines and all this other stuff, and people have been at each other's throats about it for a while. But what everybody, on, at least on the right, can agree on is that the most important thing that must be done in Louisiana is passing a Zuckerbucks ban in this yep. state. And Clay Schneider has for three years stood in the way of that, largely because he didn't like uh, Blake Niguez, who brought the bill. 
Okay. Yep. And, and that's disqualifying. You want to be the guy that runs the elections and you won't lift a finger to do the single most important thing that needs to be done to protect election integrity in this state. I think it is an insult to the people of this state yep. that that guy would run for that job. Well, it's not only that to me, we can talk about him all day long. He's got his job by letting the Democrats put him there. That's he's there because of the black caucus and the Democrats. They knifed the rest of us and Republicans in the back. I can't believe he could get two votes. That's my opinion. Now, you can grab an issue like that, and you are right 100%. There's other ones as well, but you're correct. He's going to go around and brag that he took Edwards to the veto session twice. But you know what they did? They did one bill, and it was the easiest bill to vote for. It was to make sure women were protected and men wouldn't go play into sports. There were 20 other bills, including the one you named, that him oh. and Blank Page never got off their rear end to pass. But he's going to be running on well, He took Edwards to the veto session. Well, and I get all that. And, and I think some of this, you know, Sheck Snyder is, is now apparently we've got, we're developing a brand X for statewide candidates that, you know, you got one political consultant is going to try to put somebody in every single statewide race. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's like almost like forming their own political party now. And it's, it's bizarre. Uh, it, it comes off like greed. And this is, you know, this is Sheck Snyder's deal is he's now the brand X secretary of state candidate. And, and, I, and we don't have to accept this stuff. We really don't. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just, I'm going to tell you what, if we're going to take people like Sheck Snyder and move them up into a bigger position, the Louisiana voters are going to look in the mirror one day and wonder, where's the people in our state at all who give a damn? Because they're going to all be gone. They're going to be gone. Texas. <laughs> they're going to be in Texas and Tennessee and Florida and even Mississippi, which is starting to get things right that we by apparently way, can't do. By the way, the other, the other thing you had in the article, I thought it was a really good article, Scott. You know, uh, you put in there, we lost 67,000 people in the last two years. I'm reading this article. I just shared it from the editorial at the Advocate. But we lost probably under his watch almost 200,000 people in the eight years. That's mm -hmm. incredible. Yep. That's an incredible amount. Of, and we're the only southern state losing people. That's incredible yep. for the guy to be boasting about how good he did. Let me tell you what. I got this question for you, and I know you the guy to answer. Looks like to me Bell Edwards is selling this. If you like Medicaid, and you want $12 an hour minimum wage, come to Louisiana. That's going to bring in a lot of people. That's going to keep our college kids here, right? Medicaid and a $12 minimum wage. Uh, uh, well, th that's a formula for getting, uh, you know, the most menial uh, uh, job creation possible in Louisiana. In other words, if you want, if, you're, if you build widgets or whatever with unskilled labor, uh, you know, we have that in spades here in Louisiana. We're not even going to bother trying to get, you know, better. I, every time I see a Democrat politician talk about the minimum wage, I, what, what I hear is this is somebody who is, try, you know, uh, trumpeting the uh, prospects of people who don't do productive work. Hire all my people to sit around and do nothing at nine bucks an hour instead of seven twenty five. Wow. And who like who wants to live in a place where that's the focus? Well, I'm just telling you, if you leave the speech, if you left, and I was there, Scott, 
I couldn't quite stay for the whole thing, not because I had to go. I was about to throw up. I ate breakfast at 6 o'clock. The speech started about 1.17. I didn't have anything to eat or drink between that time and the time I got there. Thank God I didn't. Those poor people would sit in front of me. Well, I'd have puked on their back. I'm so glad I didn't put something in my mouth. Well, I, you know, I'm just grateful that this is the last one of these that we have to endure because they get worse and worse. Listen to this guy, you know, congratulate himself on objective failure over and over and over again. And the mainstream media refuses to hold him to account for anything that he's done. And then, you know, you got people like Newell Norman in New Orleans mm. who's shilled for this guy ever since. And nobody seems to, to, to blame Newell Norman for the problems. I mean, he's in New Orleans. He's in on WWL. The city of New Orleans is practically falling into the Mississippi River now based on, on on the work that John Bell Edwards has done, okay? And he's still talking about the guy as though he's a, he was a good dude. And nobody seems to say, hey, Newell Norman, you're responsible for this mess. Un, unbelievable. Well, Scott, I appreciate it. I figured you'd give me what I want, and uh, you got interesting <laughs> takes on all of it. But I like different takes, and you're right on the money. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll do it again soon. All right, folks, that'll wrap up this hour of the Moon Graffon Show. You have a great day. The rest of you stick around. MoonGraffon.com. Listen live. show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show here on news talk 96.5 kpel